Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, everyone. It's Dario from AfterBuzz TV. Buying a car can be a stressful experience. But TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. You know, last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network and TrueCar.com users save an average of 3046 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. I know I had one. Some features are not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. You know, they save time, they save money, and you never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's MasterChef After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's MasterChef After Show. Where's that music? <laughs> yeah. Rock the Lobster. Guys, come on. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is the MasterChef After Show here at AfterBuzz TV for Season 5, Episode 4, 18, the Top 18 Compete. I am your host, Stephen Lemieux, joining you tonight from AfterBuzz TV in Los Angeles with my amazing co-host, Tracy Probst. Hi, guys. How's it going? Unfortunately, we do not have Kyle Kittleson in the studio tonight. He was doing some... Surgery in his mouth, I think, Dental or something work. crazy. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. He says. That's what he says. But we don't know. Um, tonight's episode was pretty, pretty good, pretty yeah. crazy, and it starts off with a pretty uh, awesome kind of challenge. I really like that. I did too. That was a great mystery box. So they open up the mystery box, which is alive with mystery, mm-hmm. and it is just a buoy bag full of live, fresh seafood. Yes. Like still moving fresh out of the water, live. but like not even just not even just like the generic like oh we went to the store and bought like a live lobster like fresh out of the ocean scallops oysters clams lobster crab shrimp like not even shrimp prawns yeah like the big ass shrimp <laughs> I I I loved it I thought that was a great great thing and I think honestly any chef who got that anyone who can call themselves a chef 
would be able to make something amazing with that. Right. And especially with the colors of the animals they gave them, they could have done something phenomenal. Yeah, and I totally agree. Perfect thing to do is as soon as you get those heads, just boil them. Start boiling them. Right. Season that. Make something delicious. And of course, Chef says, let's make a stew. Like a stew would be the basic thing to do because you can really just cook all the flavor out of the parts of the shell and then use the meat as a good accent to that flavor. So what did you think of the start of this competition? Who did You know, when you saw this competition, who did you think was going to be a real front runner? Because I thought Dan Wu would be a much bigger front runner than he was. Yeah. You know, it was really interesting because Joe Bastianich said right off the bat that any chef who's a good chef knows how to work with live f- seafood. And I thought that was a very interesting comment to begin with because I'm like, really? Like, does that mean like you're a bad or a good chef, whether you know how to work with live seafood <laughs> or not? I mean, I just that to me was very like an odd statement to make. But um, I definitely thought Dan Wu, obviously I was going for like Big Willie. He has like the southern thing going on. He, like, you didn't hear much about him. You didn't even see his episode. dish. Yeah. You so didn't see his donuts. He was not a front runner for, for anything. I'm this surprised episode. he wasn't a front runner for donuts because he made those tea cakes. He was so good at yeah, the desserts. desserts. Yeah. He was, you know, maybe he was just getting a lot of camera time. And we saw people that I really <laughs> still didn't even really know were on the episode tonight. So that was interesting. Kira, she was one of the Kira in the and Aaron, A-H- R-A-N yeah, was the name. R-N. And she's the, uh, we're introduced to her as the youngest competitor on uh, MasterChef. Yeah, she's 18. She's 18. She's very young and it shows. Yeah. In her personality and the way she talks about other people, which you know what? It's a different, it's a different aspect of the show. It is reality. And of course there's going to be that drama, but it kind of is off-putting to a point. Right. Especially when like, you, like you don't, you don't go claiming people are doing favoritism in a show like this. It's like, yeah. Really? It's like I think Kyle said like last week, he said, you know, you really don't have to speak to anyone in this episode. You really don't have to bicker and get into any arguments. You know, everything like the proof is in the food. So it's ve- when people go out of their way to create drama that like came out of nowhere. I just feel like that shows her immaturity. So, yeah. And when and she can cook really well, of course, she makes this she makes the seafood stew. Mm-hmm. It's got white rice in the middle. She uses the the prawns. She uses um, I forgot what the spice was, but it apparently comes together really well. Yeah. And the top contenders for this competition are her with that. Um, what was his name? Francis B. Francis B. With uh, the Moroccan his, herbs. That would looked amazing. That looked so good. Um, he did a great job with that. And then Christian, who had like the Creole barbecue shrimp. Let me just say, Christian, yes, <laughs> yes. When you when Enough you said. the first time you said shrimp and grits, I was sold. I yeah. was like, you better be in the top for this because you cannot you cannot be a self respecting chef from around the south from New Orleans where. Yeah. Without ma- being able to make a good shrimp and grits. Yeah, like great. Like, I'm surprised he didn't do like more of a gumbo. But I mean, what he did was. Oh, great. I was just expecting a gumbo from him, I think. You know, but... I think the I think the problem with doing a gumbo is it would have taken way too long. That's true. They only had 90 minutes. Yeah, because you really need to you really need to cook that gumbo for a long time to get those flavors mixing. But like for what he did, I, I saw that. And I was like, I would order that. Yeah. I would order that in a heartbeat. And it was like a All fusion. Of them. All of them. Yeah. The seafood was probably the most delicious looking competition I've seen on this show this season so far. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm not even like a lobster guy. See, I love seafood. It's like my favorite type of food. So I was like 
salivating over every dish that they had. So they I would have so ordered good. everyone. My I think my favorite was probably Francis B's, like his presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved how he put that together. And I don't know. That's the one I really like wanted to eat. Well, that's the one that seemed like it would have been served to you at the table just like that. Yeah. You would have had the baguette coming out of the side. You had the lobster. Or was it the lobster? Or he you had, had like the, the, the mussels and the clams and scallops and everything. It was phenomenal it looked great and i kind of wanted to eat it and it made me super hungry to see it yeah um i didn't think courtney's dish looked great they no. kept they kept zooming in on it and i just saw like this one little mushroom just sitting on top of like a pile of chopped up crab and stuff in like a light broth and i was like you know that just kind of looks basic yeah it, i wasn't in that big plate and that little portion i don't know i just a little bowl i was like mm. and then the uh the other dish that they that they highlighted was um, why can't I remember it? Or was it only two for this competition? Well, they had the three. The that three. They, yeah, they had the three and that was it. Okay. And then, so then there's, there's of course, Aron is chosen as the winner mm-hmm. um, because it makes sense for reality show to have a very young comp- competitor win a competition. Plus, it looked really good. Um, I'm surprised she got the rice right, but I guess like that's, I guess you learn to cook rice well first off. Right. I can never get down rice though. Like, honestly, I mess it up every oh, I feel like time. a part of her culture though like I feel like she like learned rice like very and she said the dish that she replicated was her mom's dish oh yeah she used the taste samples from everything she grew up with right so yeah that was it was fairly impressive to see her use the seafood in that manner and actually make a very well a very good dish that Chef Ramsay even was like I you know this was one of my favorite things I've eaten ever yeah he did say those exact words too so that's a huge compliment and you know how you can tell we're getting further in the competition when you see that they choose the top three and you see Ramsey and you see Bastianovich um, eating second bites. Uh-huh. Like with uh, with Francis B's dish. He just, he's like talking to him and he's just eating still another eating. bite. Eating another bite. And he's like, I could, I could eat this for a day. Yeah, you could. Because yeah, because you are. still eating it now. <laughs> Leave some for the rest of them. Jeez. Yeah. So she gets taken back to the pantry mm-hmm. and her, of course, the reward for winning this challenge is she gets to choose out of three foods which one they're going to be cooking for the competition. As well as um, a second part that we actually don't find out about till later. But, right. of course, she doesn't have to cook. Right. That's what she wins. She gets She's safe. Yes. Um. So the choices are the muffins. Yeah, muffins. Which anyone can make. Right. I wasn't that impressed. Yeah. Cookies. Yeah. Which anyone can make. Right. And donuts, which are a total bitch to make. Which if no one can make. <laughs> ever tried to make donuts. Yeah. Get out. Right. They did that one on purpose. They set it up so that she would pick the donuts, let's oh, yeah. be honest. Like, if they would have had, like, a tiramisu or something else in there, you would have been like, all right, maybe I should, but muffins, cookies, and do- like, really? It, it, I, I can't wait for the day when they're like, you're going to make a chocolate souffle. Right. And that'd be that'd be the day everyone goes home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then so if you oversalt it, Courtney, you're gone in a heartbeat. Let's talk a little bit about... um her talking about Courtney. Yeah. Like in the like in the pantry to the judges. So I want to make that bitch go home. To- She's like I don't, I don't like fake ass bitches from my high school. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, like and she had so much like wrath. Like you could tell it was like her past coming forward. Like she obviously obviously Courtney reminds her of some girl who was mean to her in high school. Like that's what it is. And but to tell the judges, you know, it's one thing when you're in a, your confessional and you're just telling everyone like I get that part, but to tell the judges, I think that just shows such poor character. And especially cuz they like Courtney. We know they like Courtney as a cook. Like I it's the thing is like she's hard to root I, 
Aran's hard to root for after this just for the sole purpose of because it showed her immaturity, I would never give her $250,000. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're not ready for that amount of money. And then when you look at somebody who, and she's calling a, a, comp- a competitor fake, when really, Courtney's been fairly honest from the beginning. Hey, I used to be a stripper. Right. Like, hey, like, I used to do this, and I'm trying to change that. And yeah. I cook really good stuff, except for donuts. In my six-inch Louis Vuittons. Like, yeah. she... Yeah, she it. wears heels. Yeah, she Every wears day. makeup while she cooks. She looks good while she cooks. All right, but she cooks well. Yeah. And she's good competition, so you don't call her fake for no reason. Yeah. Like, I understand you might be a little bit jealous. That's what it was. It's... I'm telling you, she reminded her of someone, but, like, just the way she handled it was completely outrageous. And she basically said she picked the dessert that she picked to, like, get Courtney eliminated, which I don't... I really didn't know how that made sense. How do you know what Courtney does and doesn't know how to make? But, I mean, no one knows how to make donuts, but... I think it's because nobody knows how to make donuts. Right. Honestly, like... You tell me to make donuts, I'd be like, like I, I, I would have, I haven't researched it. Like I've never made donuts before, so I really wouldn't know. Yeah. So I can't believe, honestly, how well the people in this competition did. Yeah. I feel like there's a Master Chef book where they're just like, learn everything in this book because we might throw it at you. I know it's like the things that you would have to know. Like it's, it's crazy. And as like Big Willie said, like they have no recipes to refer to. So it's either you know it or you don't. But I guess you would watch other people around you. I was thinking about that as I was watching it. I'm like, are people like copying other people? Because if you literally get like chosen to do something and you have no idea, what are you going to do? I'm going to look at what everyone else around me is doing. I'm going to look at what ingredients they're putting together and I'm going to try to figure it out. I know. But even then, working with yeast, yeah. have you have you baked anything Never. requiring yeast? Okay. Usually people use a bread maker. But when you like make bread by hand and you use yeast, you have to let it rise. You have to make sure you don't oversalt it. You have to make sure you don't cook it too high. You have to make sure you, uh, for I guess for donuts, you scald them. Well, anytime you work with yeast, it is a bitch. It is entirely annoying if you don't do it every day and you don't know exactly how to do it. Like I've only worked with yeast probably six or seven times in my life. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm just nervous the entire time. Yeah. Because I'm like, is it gonna is it gonna work? Is it is it gonna work? Does it work? And like maybe probably two of those times it didn't because I messed it up. Yeah. It's it's difficult. Plus when you're on such a time crunch and it's literally, hey, you're making donuts. Go get the stuff. Make sure you have enough yeast. Make sure you have enough this. And then she forgot to put in um, what was it? Courtney. She didn't have enough yeast. Court. No, she didn't put her eggs in. Well, she didn't have enough yeast. She was running around asking if anyone had yeast to give her. No, she had enough yeast, but she forgot to put her eggs in, so she had to remake the entire thing. Oh, gotcha, And gotcha. she didn't have enough yeast to make it again. <laughs> so, lo and behold, we have Mr. Mr. Francis. Francis L. Francis L., L. the, the scientist rescue. cook, the music video director, throwing her the yeast. Now, which... would you have given her yeast? Now, this is a competition. You are helping a competitor out. But at the same time, I mean... She doesn't even have enough stuff to make the product to even have a chance. So do you give her... I mean, everyone else said no. No one was even thinking twice about it. I don't think anyone else actually had extra yeast. I mean, but we'll never know. Because how did he and no one else did? Because he grabbed everything. Because he was going to make 12 of every type of donut. (laughs) Because he was going to go balls out and do the craziest freaking thing in the world, which worked. And I was actually happy for it. Okay, but do you give her yeast? You know, it's a tough question. You know what? You guys should tweet us whether you think you should give a use. Um, you can tweet me at, at, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, or Tracy at... T-R-A-C-I-P-R-O. 
Or, hey. oh, wait, that's my Instagram. Yeah. T-R-A-C-I-A-B-T-V. I was like, you changed it? No. Yeah, um, no. Tweet us. Let me know. Let us know what you think. Like, should they have... Should Francis have done it? Because, you know, there's also the other side. Like, okay, he doesn't give her yeast, but is that still the kiss of death? Or they do they let her slide? Mm-hmm. Because... In a, they could have pulled the whole reverse thing. In a kitchen, you have to work together, and you had yeast and didn't help your fellow chef. Yeah, I mean they could. It's it's TV. Whatever the producers want, the producers get. And if that's how they want to spin the story, I mean they could have made it like a good feeling, like you should have helped her out. You need to help out the people in need. Right. I'll just say she's lucky as a mofo that like he had yeast to give her and yeah. that he did give it to her because they honestly could have just said. Pfft. I wonder if they would have gotten rid of her, though. That would have been interesting because she's such a character in this, like, season that I don't think they would have gotten rid of her. But you know what? It goes to show that she's not a fake-ass bitch. Right. Because, honestly, if everyone in the kitchen hated her, nobody would have given... Like, Francis wouldn't even have given her yeast. But, like, the fact that people are at least answering to her and and he actually has it for her and he's nice about it means that they don't hate her. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to, like, absolutely hate Courtney aside from the fact that she's good competition. Right. And then you see Aron up in the balcony being like, he just ruined my entire plan. I'm like, your whole plan to get rid of Courtney was donuts. Like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. The Saint Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the strategy to a point, but really, like, there's no strategy. Just shut up and cook well. Yeah. That's your strategy. So and- then talk about the second part, what she got to do. So the second part was she got to go downstairs, look in all the boxes of donuts and be like, I want to take you up to the balcony with me. And we're going to have some fun watching these people get voted off. Right. And of course, you know, a top contender, Francis B, at this point, his dough didn't rise. And that's what happens when you work with yeast and you're not used to working with yeast. Your dough doesn't rise. You are on a time crunch. You can't make it again. So he made donut holes, donut balls, whatever you want to call them. And... Lo and behold, he's like, I am done without you. I am done. Like, he whispered to her. He's like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm, I have no hope. So she decides to bring him up to the balcony because she can save one person. Which, you know what? The way she was explaining it was dumb, but the way she did it was smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, does that make sense? No, I understand what you're saying. Like, like <laughs> I'm saying she should have looked at Courtney as the worst and the second worst and said... You're the second worst, so if you're not down here, that means Courtney's the only one who can go home. Mm-hmm. That's how she should have phrased it, but she phrased it in another way that was like, it ends up with the same result, but it just makes you seem like you don't know what you're talking about. Like it was an accidental happenstance. Right. I don't believe that he would have gone home. No, they would have. He definitely would have been in the bottom three, but they definitely weren't going to send him home. He would have needed to, I think, honestly, what he should have done, he should have plated it. Or did they have to throw, go up in the box with 12,000 donuts? It had to be in a box. And he was already told that his donut holes look like meatballs, not like donuts. So, the, like, there was no hope for him, to be okay. honest. He was going to be in the bottom three. Would he have gone home? Probably not. But he was in the bottom three. Because a risk, if he had had enough, a risk would have been to make, like, bonbons. And, like, take a stick and put three on it and then create a glaze that he could just drizzle over that. And then plate it in the box. If yeah. he had enough dough, he could have done 12 sticks of those. And then it's more of like a carnival treat, like candy treat where the kids would like get one. They get three with one. Yeah. So, you know, that's actually a kind of a very popular thing in like Asia and things like that and places like that. So that would have probably saved him. A little bit. I think he could have done that if he thought of it. Right. But he probably just didn't have enough time. Yeah. These 95 minutes or 90 minutes to make that is ridiculously 
hard if you're not used to it. Right. So she, of course, saves him. He's like, thank God. And I'm kind of happy because I do like Francis B. He's, he's a good competitor. He makes good food. And, of course, from the seafood competition, he's a solid, strong competitor, which that's what it was. Her strategy was like, I want to take a weaker competitor up with me so I can beat the weaker people because I know I can beat them. When, girl, you were up against him in the yeah, first round, and I, he was, like, second place. She was, like, running around with what she was trying. I'm not sure. I mean, if that's what you got from it, great. Because I was not sure what she was trying to say. She was like, and I want to compete against the strong people, so I'm going to do this with the weak people, so I'm taking him up with me because I want to be with the strong people. No, she, her reasoning was she wanted to take the weak people up so she'd only have to fight the weak people. And she could that's also get rid of Courtney. Said? Yeah. Oh. And I'm just like, well, you did the right strategy by taking the only other weak person aside from Courtney up so she has a chance of going home. But he's not a weak competitor. Right. By any means, Francis from four episodes has shown flying colors that he is a hell of a chef and he is one who could create a menu for a restaurant that would blow your mind away. Yeah. Especially a seafood restaurant at this point. Right. He did awesome. So I don't know. You're Aaron, we don't hate you. We don't dislike you. We actually think you're a really talented chef, but boom with that attitude. Like seriously, get, <laughs> you know, cool that, cool that off. Cause it just makes you, it, it's, I mean, it's not like you can go back and change anything you've done on the next rest of the season, right? but you know, that's going to just piss a lot of people off and yeah. it's going to be really irritating and nobody would hire you in a restaurant if that's how you're going to be talking about people. Right. Exactly. Sorry to say it, but she'll grow up though. I really do think it has something to do with her age. So yeah, she is the youngest. She is the youngest. And then we had, uh, of course I do want to shout out little Gordon. Little Gordon. Little Gordon, who at the beginning of the episode, we find out he was sick. He was going to get better, but he is unfortunately not returning to the competition. Yeah. So I have a feeling we'll see him on MasterChef 6. That's a good... It's kind of how it goes. Like Hell's Kitchen, they did that with uh, Bobby from five seasons back. He almost had like a heart attack or something because he was overweight. He went out of the competition. He came back one or two seasons later, Mm. a little bit skinnier. And he did very well, like final three, I think. So, yeah, I mean, that sucks to hear. I mean, yeah, that, that'd be not... a really... Hope he gets better. Yeah, that'd be a really bad way to go out of competition. Yeah. Probably something like appendicitis or something that'll take you out for a week, but you can't, like, come back after right, that. Right, 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 right. Um, so the three weakest donuts were Kira, right? Kira was the three, one of the three Kira, weakest. Courtney, Courtney was one of the three weakest. And Cutter. Cutter. And Cutter, now my favorite thing is when they were taking them up to the chefs and they'd be like, try this filling. And none of them had filling. I was so confused by that. Like, you know, like you would probably know more than I would. Like, is it like, is it getting absorbed while it's cooking? Is it shrinking? Like, they were all like, I swear I put filling in and nothing is showing up. He said it looked like she had a Kaiser roll. That's what Joe said. Oh my God. (laughs) I think the worst thing about filling donuts if your donuts are too dry, it doesn't have enough elasticity for the filling to actually go in. It'll just burst out the side. Mm-hmm. But if it's not cooked enough, it's just not going to be crispy and it's going to turn into like a blob of filling and donut and dough. Right. So like the problem they were having is they probably cooked their donuts a little bit too much, which means he was pushing it in and he was feeling it go in, but it wasn't actually filling the donut at all. It was just going into the donut to the point where it couldn't move anymore. And it was any just harder. being absorbed. No, it wasn't even being absorbed. So where was it going? It wasn't going anywhere. He was putting pressure on the bag and it felt oh, like it was going in. but it wasn't. But it wasn't because it was too dense. 
And when you're holding a fragile thing like that, yeah. you know, you think you're doing it, but really you're just focusing on, please don't pour out of the holes of the donut. Right, right, right. That's so, true. And if you'd never done it before, you don't really know what yeah. to be expecting to do. And they did say Courtney's donuts were really dense and salty and gross. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be honest, he, he sugar spit it instead out. of salt. Yeah, he spit it out. Yeah. Did. And know. they looked good. Yeah, they didn't look bad. They were like, "Well, you tricked us with that one, so thanks a lot." Like, you know what, Courtney? You have a, you have a, you have a future business in selling prank donuts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you could do that, right? Or Kaiser rolls, Kaiser- like Bastianich called them. Was was it hers that was a Kaiser roll? Mm-hmm. No, was it? Yeah, it wasn't Kira's, was it? I think it was Kira's because oh. Kira had the because um maybe it Courtney was didn't Kira's have any had stuff. the Kaiser rolls. Okay, so it yeah. was Kira. Kira had the Kaiser rolls. And then lo and behold, who's amazing at making donuts? Um, Leslie. Like what? Yeah. The Malibu sunshine was what he called them. They looked so good too. I honestly, like I was sitting there watching and I was like, oh my gosh, like done. Like he just found his calling. Like if they're that good and everyone's that impressed, like go open a donut shot in Malibu right now. Like I'll be there tomorrow. You know, that could be his thing too. Like making an old timey, like soda shop, like soda milkshake place that sells donuts. Right. I totally agree. It would have, it would be all like glass and chrome and, you know, be like a shiny diner kind of place, but you go and get your dozen donuts with blood orange sugar. I think it was what it was. No, he used an orange liqueur and orange sugar. Yeah. And that looked really good. And it was Mm -hmm. plain. He didn't try to do the filling. No. Everybody's focusing on doing the filling instead of making a sweet dough with a normal thing. Like, why is everyone trying to do a filling? Yeah. Especially if you've never done donuts before. I don't think I'd be, like, leaping to filling. Yeah. I, I... I don't know. I think people try to impress too much. And they and the people who actually were praised in this episode were the people who were like, oh, you kept it simple. It's a donut. Right. It tastes like a freaking donut. Yeah. Good job. Exactly. You can no, make a donut right. because half these other people can't. So you're already safe. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I was surprised with Leslie. And then his other one was like a macaroon coconut, something like that, which looked really good as yeah, well. All of them, his presentation, everything. And then the fact that they tasted good made it that much better. But Francis L. kind of went out on a limb with his donuts, which actually turned out to be a great thing for him. Did you see our tweets from Francis? No. So we were trying to have, guys, we were trying to have Francis on the show, but he has a viewing party and he's actually oh, East yes, Coast time. Courtney. So he can't really call in at like 1220 when he's in the middle of a party with people. Right. So we're trying to get rescheduled for another time. But when we were tweeting to try to get him on the show, he was like, I don't know. Kyle Kittleson doesn't really like Scottish ah. Francis. <laughs> And Kyle, like, did a backtrack and was like, well, Steven does. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, Francis? Now you're cooking with science. <laughs> so, you know, we're trying to get him on the show. It's kind of funny. You can tell he's 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 got that. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. He's a little bit catty. Was I on that? Because I don't think I got that notification. I don't know if you were. I don't think it, I was because that's hilarious. You can be a little catty, but we know you're watching, Francis. So we definitely <laughs> want you on the show sometime. <laughs> that's we definitely awesome. want Courtney, too. We want everyone who we can get to call in because... It's really cool to talk to you guys about your experiences, how you come up with these recipes just on the spot. Yeah. And I want to talk to Francis about his fashion and what's up. I know Kyle has his little comments, but I want to know what he's doing on the side to get all those clothes and if he's trying to start a fashion line. That's what I want to know. Well, he does. He's a music video director. Like, you have to be bizarrely artistic. 
Yeah, I get that, but I mean, I usually they express themselves through their music, not so much their clothing. Well, he's a director, not a musician. Well, yeah, but he's a music director. Okay. So I'm saying, like, what was him him wearing wings on his clothing do for him? Hey, man, that's just a throwback to good old Elton, all right? <laughs> you can't be dishing, dissing the shoulder wings. Dis- I never diss them. I never said anything. I laugh along with Kyle because Kyle's very funny, but I'm indifferent, and I want to talk to Francis about it. That's all I'm saying. So we're just throwing Kyle under the bus? Yeah, totally. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Deal with it. Should have been here. <laughs> Anyway, yes, uh, sadly Kyle's not here, but he will be back next week for the after show for episode five. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say. Um, what was his name? I always forget. Was it Christian? Christian. The dude who made the shrimp and grits. Why can't yeah, I remember? Christian. It was Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Christian actually made donuts as well. Was it him that couldn't count? No, it was Daniel. Daniel. Who couldn't ca- count. Yeah. Daniel was the one who had 16. And 16 good and simple donuts. Yeah. Good job. You yeah. Made, you they made kind donuts. Of, they said, did you go to school? He said, I went to art school. And he like didn't know where they were going with it. And then they're like, great, because there's 16 donuts in this dozen box. And he's like, <laughs> we're like, no, 16 isn't a dozen, love. Like, he should have been like, it's a bribe, chef. Yeah. Take them. <laughs> the four extra I know you want for them. you. But they, like, they played around with it. I could have seen them being like, you know, we gave you a certain instruction and you didn't follow, but they were like laughing. Like, okay, well done. You made 16 there. Wow. I would have lost my crap if he had been like, Baker's dozen? Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God, you're, you're the <laughs> oh greatest. Oh my gosh, that would have been hilarious. Actually, the best quote of the night would have been. Would have been the best quote of the night. But yeah. you know what? He didn't say it. Didn't. So you know what? You don't get points with me. No. He You're just, done. You're dead I went to, to me. art school. I you went like, to art school. <laughs> you need this $250,000. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm take kidding. that back. No, he's awesome. He was great. But I was um, very impressed with Francis L's prosciutto donut that he had them try. Like I was telling you a little bit earlier, I thought that was so risky for him, for that to be the donut for them to try. You know, he had tons of different kinds of donuts. They were very colorful. Like one looked like it had like fruity pebbles on it. They all looked very, 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 but he's like, no, try this one. The most outrageous one. And lo and behold, Ramsey loved it. So the donut itself is a plain donut with a Guinness maple, um, glaze mm-hmm. and prosciutto mm-hmm. which as we all know bacon is like a big thing nowadays like yeah. a lot of people are putting bacon on donuts they're making chocolate covered bacon they're making bacon pancakes um bacon is going in everything now guys right. and then let's say alcohol is going in everything um whiskey is a big thing with bacon so then we have yeah. freaking guinness with basically bacon i mean prosciutto is another cut of the pig so you know it's it's basically the same thing just different taste and different you know what i mean right so it is, it's another, it's a frou-frou take on like a maple bacon donut. Yeah. It's a Guinness maple or like prosciutto donut. Yeah. Looked amazing. It did. That was, I mean, I'm, I would have loved to try that donut, but I just thought it was so risky. Yeah. You know what? But he chose the right one. Um, I think it's going to bite him in the ass. Sorry, Francis. It's going to bite you in the ass to actually be doing too much. You're, you're trying to do too much. You had 90 minutes to make that. You could have made that donut and that donut alone and won this competition. Yeah. But, or you could have made that donut even better by focusing on it. But doing 12 different types of donuts was very risky and, you know, high risk, high reward. But honestly, when they're only going to try one, you know, the presentation could have killed you because, you know what? I open that donut box and, you know, I see all these donuts, but when they're all together, it's kind of it kind of looks 
it kind of looks like a freak show in a way. Right. Like, you don't want... Like, maybe, like when I go get a dozen donuts, you know, I'll get, like, four of this type, right. four of this type, two of this type, and you know what? Maybe, like, three bizarre different ones. Like, maybe, like, a maple peanut or something like that, and then, like, the sugar cinnamon, or and then something crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going... This, 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 yeah, this, that, this. that just looks like you have OCD or something. Like, you're very, like, undecisive. Like, Well, it it makes it look like you want to try all these donuts, so you got 12 donuts for yourself. Right. And nobody does that. Yeah. Or at least if they do that, they try to hide it better than that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think they all look delicious, but honestly, I, I think you got to watch that, because showing off has been known to break bones, and showing off has been known to get you kicked out of this competition. Just look at the woman who put couscous in meatloaf because she thought it would be good. Yeah. R.I.P. Meatloaf and couscous. (laughs) Still not her. It's a no. Well, speaking of donuts. I can't eat them because I'm listening to tips in this book, which is Marie Menounos' Guide to Diet and Fitness. The Every Girl Guide to Diet and Fitness. In stores now. You can buy it on Amazon. Donuts is not in here, guys. So if that's what you're looking for, which you shouldn't be. (laughs) Actually, though, honestly, though, there are great tips. It it doesn't change your diet. It changes your lifestyle. So, you know, if you want to have a donut here and there, or if you want to have pizza, Maria loves pizza. Yeah. Honestly, like, I don't think she could live without pizza, but she still has those abs. Yes, she does. Everything in moderation. And I think that's the great thing about the book because that's kind of what it points out. So you can have anything you want. You just have to do it in moderation. You have to take care of your body. You can't be, you can't be, you can't be stationary for three weeks in a row while eating pizza. But if you run every day or if you do even like a five, 10 minute workout every day, just to get your blood flowing. There's lots of recipes, exercise techniques, exercise techniques you can literally do in your office chair. Yeah, she um, lost forty pounds, so it works. What what she's doing? Lots of pictures great. for the lots of pictures for everybody likes pictures. Lots of pictures of Maria for the dudes because yeah, she's hot. And then I like them too. Lots of pictures of food for everyone who wants to look at a book and get hungry. Yes, perfect. So that's Maria's book. Go buy it now. Amazon, you can get it there. Pick it up. All right. So it's boiled down to dun dun dun. Cutter, Courtney, and Kira. Cutter, they forgive. They're like. Dude, you just messed up. Like, get, get back there. Like, yeah, like, his just... look disgusting, though. I'm kind of, you know, I like him and his background and his background story, but I'm, he, this is like the second challenge. I feel like he's really messed up, and I'm kind of almost over him as a chef. So we'll yeah. see. But, um, I yes, mean, it's cutter. It, it, it's not very, like, I almost thought they'd rip him a new one for that, yeah. for breaking the chocolate glaze. Cause the, you gotta be able to use a double boiler well. You gotta mix it well and put the butter. Make sure it doesn't look like crap when right. you're doing the chocolate glaze. Cause, um, it's either too thick or it's too runny and like have cracks in it and be rolling off the side of the donut. And that does not look his tasty. His did not look tasty. Yeah. His other one did though. His other ones looked all right. Really? Yeah. They didn't look bad. Meh. Meh. They were no Leslie Malibu sunshine. They were no <laughs> Leslie Malibu sunshine. That's correct. So he goes back. Gordon is like talking to, um, Kira and he says she has no passion I think is what she said and then she tries to make an argument for the latter that she does have passion and Courtney's just sitting there like I'm going home I'm going home I'm going home oh my god I'm going home holy crap I did so well for the first three episodes but now in the fourth episode they decided to really feature me and feature me going home they told her her luck had kind of run out and you know maybe it was just a fluke that she was doing so well which I don't think it is. I no, think she's going to do super I think well. they just said that just to scare her. Drama. Yeah, just to shake it up a little bit. But And yeah. the chef going home on MasterChef tonight is... Commercial break. <laughs> and the chef going home on MasterChef tonight is... 
Kara! Kara, take off your apron, place it on your cutting board, and... Sayonara, sister. Bye-bye. Yeah, so they sent her home, um, which Courtney I was, was okay Courtney was genuinely with. surprised. Yeah, she really was. Literally, she like was like... She had no blood in her face. She was like... She was a ghost. Yeah. So she was, like, very, very thankful. Um, I she wasn't does not sad. want to be a stripper again. No. She, she does, does not. not. She is fighting to be a cook. Yeah. Not a stripper. Yeah. Yeah, so Kira went home. I wasn't really too sad to see her go. I didn't really know that much about her to begin with, sort of. So um, she left because her donuts were bad. And then we get a nice shot of Aaron being like, they ruined my plan. Yeah, she was. Oh, gosh, this girl. I can't with <sighs> her. But, yeah. If I don't get that $250,000, I'm not going to be able to afford my Louboutins. <laughs> I don't know. I just be a little bit more careful with your words. Yeah. Because, like, if they showed that footage, I don't have no idea how much more footage they have that they well, didn't show. Well, you know, show. she's making it very public about her and Courtney's situation. So, like, Courtney's probably going to be on the upper end again, and she'll probably give it back to Aaron. So, I mean, she has to remember this is a competition, and, like, you give what you get. And so yeah, if you're going to choose enemies, they're going to choose you right, right. back. Right. You're going to put a target on your own back. So. I hope they're on better terms now. Yeah. Hopefully after the season they're on better terms. Um, let's go ahead and move into predictions. Yes, though. predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So since the beginning we've kind of been saying that Big Willie, Courtney, and I've been saying Dan Wu and I guess Francis B at this point are going to be the front runners for the series for the season. Um, Leslie's really kind of showing himself in the past episode and tonight. So I'm kind of wondering how far he might be able to go unless he just really just pisses off Chef Ramsay. I could see if anyone's going to talk back to Chef Ramsay this season, I feel like it's going to be Leslie. Really? Yes. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like the next person to go home is going to be Elise. Really? Yeah, and I feel like it's not even going to be like a last minute thing. It's not going to be at the end of the show. It's going to be you really screwed this up. Go. Right, like halfway through, one of those kinds of things. They gave her a little moment tonight when she was making fries, but that's all I saw. So I'm guessing she made something like a fish and chips-esque thing where she fried the seafood. Yeah. If you have live seafood that is so fresh, don't fry it. Yeah, I hope she didn't. I would hope not. Ew. She, we're already, I'm sorry, I'm already over her. Sorry, that's going to be the person who tweets me out. And it's like, Tracy doesn't like me because I've been over her since the very first episode. I don't mind her. I just, I just think... She needs to really step it up or she's going home because there's no reason to be there if you're not going to be impressive. Yeah. Because right now we got we got Francis outshining everybody. Francis being outshining everybody. Mm-hmm. Leslie outshining everybody. We have Willie just being the front runner all over. Courtney being the front runner all over. Now we have this young girl, Aaron, who Aaron, who I'm worried about this was like a fluke because she knew those flavors so well and could make something. I think we're not going to see her in the front anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then even Leslie, Francis L like, yeah, yeah, Francis. jumping out with, with something that was impressive. So I think Francis L is probably gambling's going to be the death of him because he likes to do high risk, high reward, but like, you're going to fall hard when that doesn't work. Right. And when you choose the wrong donut yeah, for a metaphor, I guess would be the way to say it. Um, who do you think's okay? Top three and winner. Who do you think? Well, Big and Willie, who's going home next week? Okay. Big Willie. I think he's definitely still top three. Um, my opinion's kind of starting Courtney. I think she's still probably top three. And then I'm kind of thinking Leslie might be up there. Uh, I just feel like he's kind of gotten his attitude in check and he's not being as dramatic as he was for the first three episodes. So, I mean, if he keeps this up, 
like just cooking and making the best of stuff he's really never done before, then I think he's going to be top three too. And I definitely think Elise will probably be going home next week. Mm. My top five are going to be not in this order necessarily, so don't call me out on that. Uh, Big Willie, Courtney, Dan Wu, Francis B, and Christian. Okay, your top three though. My top three? Um, Christian, Dan Wu, and Big Willie. Wow. And then I think Leslie's probably maybe in there for top five exchangeable with Dan Wu. <laughs> so you have a top six. Technically, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the person going home next week is either going to be Elise or the redheaded girl who I don't even remember her name. The redheaded girl. The one who got in a tizzy with, uh, with Courtney two episodes ago. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh, blanking on her name as well. But yeah, yes. I know. We're, we're terrible with the names, especially because... There's 18 I mean, left. <laughs> yeah. Once it gets down to the top five, I promise I'll be good with names. Um, But yeah, guys, I think that's I think that's going to do it Um, for this week's Master... I keep wanting to say Hell's Kitchen. This week's MasterChef After Show. This has been Season 5, Episode 4, Top 18 Chefs Compete. I am your host, uh, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, as well as doing the Strain After Show coming up on AfterBuzz TV and two episodes left of Californication and Graceland Thursdays. I'm so glad Graceland on USA is back. I am hosting that with our amazing Stephanie Georgie. Uh, where can we find you, Tracy? You can find me on Instagram at T-R-A-C-I-P-R-O or on Twitter at T-R-A-C-I-A-B-T-V. And do we remember Kyle's Twitter? At Kyle Kittleson. <laughs> he doesn't get a shout out. He's not here. He's just already in touch with all the chefs, so he doesn't need a shout out. <laughs> anyway, enough. guys, we will see you guys next Monday for another MasterChef After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks for joining in, guys. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 